Good afternoon. Is it afternoon? Yes, one o'clock. Hey, y'all. How is everyone doing on this Monday? Monday morning. I have glasses crooked or is that just me? They need to be clean. Let me find me some glass cleaner. Y'all come on in here. This is real impromptu, unstructured, unrehearsed, which all my shows are there. <laughs> I have structure, but today is just, we're just going to have some conversation. Um, so just hang in there with me. It'll all come together. So come on in while, you, while I'm getting myself together. You may as well do some tagging and some sharing. And you can support me by giving me some stars. I can't do stars when I do my paparazzi, but I can do stars in the podcast world because that will help me to have a cash flow to be able to continue to do what I do. All right. So let me let me first of all say. God is good. We're going to pray first. Before we get too far in this, as y'all coming in, let me know y'all here. I got to clean my glasses because I can't pray with dirty glasses because I need the Lord to see me and hear me clearly. 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 Yes, I'm an old church mother, honey. I'm up in here impromptu today. So we can just kick it together for a minute because I got to talk through some things. So let me know y'all here. As you come in, go over to YouTube and subscribe to Trailblazers with a Z radio. Go over there and subscribe to Critical Conversations with LHG. And then on Facebook, Critical Conversations and Trailblazers with a Z. So y'all come on in here. I call this the power of one. The power hour. Because this morning when I was on AMP, if you have not been on AMP, AMP is getting ready to close uh, the end of the month. But boy, have we had fun on the AMP app. If you don't know what the AMP app is, it's an app you download on your phone. And yes, I don't have on no lashes today. So y'all, just it's just going to be the raw LHG. Get my glasses clean. Okay. And you get to be like your own radio disc jockey. You are able to create a radio show. Get my little Muppet together. And you can pick your playlist. You can do it for 15 minutes, two hours, five hours. Put together your own playlist. Invite people. It has kind of an Instagram-ish feeling where you have a name or a handle. Mine is at Virtuous with an E. V-E-R-T-U-O-U-S. And it's literally your own radio show. So even though AMP is going away at the end of the month, I would still say, give it a try. It is an outlet. I have so much fun. I've always wanted to be my own radio disc jockey growing up. In college, we had a mass communications class and we did a radio intro to radio class as well. So we were given a final exam of having our own radio show. Shout out to UAD. Mercy. And the night of the final, I got sick and ended up in the hospital. So couldn't do the final. And I had already laid out my radio show was going to be called Pump It Up with Peaches, honey. Peaches was my stage name. Quit playing. (laughs) That was my name that I was using when I was um, 
trying to meet people on and greet with the people online, the online dating world. It was peaches. Because back in the day, you couldn't get nobody a real name. People were strange like that. You probably should even now. I don't know. I'm out of that market for a minute. But I didn't get to do my finals. I've always had this deep down, you know, passion for having my own radio show. So what this app gives you a chance to do is create your own radio show experience. Even you can have people call in. Like, yes, you can podcast in between songs. It's so much fun. I hate that it's going away, but I'm sure someone or somebody somewhere will come up with a comparable app where we can do something similar because it was fun and it paid. Yes, honey, I got $217 for doing my amp shows in August. Uh, So prayerfully, even though they're shutting it down, they'll still pay out for September and October. But to God be the glory, right? Every dollar counts, honey. So the power of one, I wanted to talk about busy versus being productive. So after we pray, we're going to jump right in. If you need to make some strategy uh, plans uh, in terms of how your week is going to be set up, let's do it together. Grab your calendar, grab your planner, grab your notebook, grab your phone, whatever you need to do. And we're going to walk through setting up our week together, if that's all right with you. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank and praise you for being a mighty God. Oh, Jesus, you are so great. God, we thank you for this opportunity to come together, even on this platform, with like-minded people, those who are just out here striving and doing what you've called us to do, moving forward, forgetting those things that are behind us, pressing, pushing, leaning. (laughs) But here we are, God. Just want to always be in a posture of gratitude because you really are good. No matter what we face in our lives, no matter what we go through, your goodness and your mercy and your faithfulness is non-negotiable. So in our areas of weakness, We lay them at the foot of your greatness and we say, help. You know what each of us are in need of, be it healing, mental, physical, financial. Whatever it is that we have need of, whatever it is that we hurt, whatever areas it is that we hurt, whether it's relationally, family, whatever, heal those areas, please, God. Give us understanding and kindness and compassion during this process of transition. Many of us are pivoting, changing, moving, growing, developing, and those things don't always happen easily. Oftentimes, it may come with some uncomfortable maneuvers that you can help us do and order our steps, God. So even today, as we have this conversation, this critical conversation about how to be productive and not just busy, I pray that something is said today that motivates and uplifts and encourages someone to just keep on going a little while longer. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. So whenever you start your week, let me tell you, the old me, okay, It will start Sunday night. I would be so stressed about the week to come. I would be worried about deadlines and 
making sure you do payroll on Monday and then 20,000 plus emails. Woo, when you work in leadership or you just work in a high volume department and you getting 1,500 emails a day, that can really create some anxiety and the old ones get mixed up with the new and, and you just get all discombobulated. So I came on today because I wanted to strategize for the week. I think you should give yourself some time, whether you do it Saturday evening, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Monday morning. I think we owe it to ourselves, especially if you're like me and you're almost 50. That old living life in a haphazardly way, that don't work for me too much. I need some level of structure. And when you sit down and decide what goes on the planner for the week, and you may already have some stuff on the planner that you've already planned from months back or weeks back. So you got to think about that too. So look at what you have on your calendar already. That's probably number one. Before you go loading up this week's calendar, what's already there that you might have penciled or pinned in from previous weeks. Take inventory of your calendar. How about that? And then when you get ready to add to it, you're going to have to make a decision as to what's the must-dos, like the, the drop dead, I got to do this by this day or it's going to be some trouble. And then you have the I would like to-dos because if I can get caught up with the must-dos, I have a, a I would like to do pile. Like you may like to go ahead and swap out your fall clothes or summer clothes. Right now, you can just get that sundress and put some leggings under it and some boots and get away with it because it's still that in-between season. But, you know, eventually you're going to have to go ahead and get all your summer stuff put up and pull out your, your leggings and your, you know. So you have to decide. This is not something I can do for you. We each live different lives. So you have to decide what your must-dos your I would like to do's, and then maybe you maybe you have a pile of. Is that for me? You got to figure this out going going into this process of planning. I am going to jot down the stuff I know I want to accomplish this month or this week because if I don't, it could have financial consequences, mental peace consequences, and this cute little. Get it done that I got from Dollar General. Yep, I did not go to Dollar 25 Tree, Tabernacle of Praise, Glad Tidings and Great Joy, Pentecostal.com. I did not. I went to Dollar General this time. I ain't being no trade, but I diversified my um my spending sometimes. But this get it done, hey Simone planner is so cute. It was a dollar, maybe maybe three bucks at the most. Good afternoon, Simone. Welcome. And it has these stickers in the front where you can name something important. Appointment, vacation, birthday, to do. They have one for finally the weekend, a sticker for holidays. Don't forget and check marks. I like stickers. I do. Then you have some stickers that are encouraging for you. You got one that says, be happy, do it for you. I love you too, sister. So as you are creating your to-do list, 
put you some good some good scratch and sniff stickers on there because we all love a little bit of encouragement and stickers just are fun. They're fun. So I'm going to turn to the beginning of this week. I'm going to first do the month view. Let's, what do we have to do this month? Look at the month view and then look at the week. Now, that's how my planner is set up. It has month by month, by month, and then it has a spot where you can break it down for just that week. So you decide what is going to help you stay in control. Because one thing for me that I have learned is that sometimes you can have people in your life, they are fun, Simone, that move differently than you, and they want to impose how they move on you. I'm not a roadrunner. I don't move as fast as I used to anymore. Between my mental um, changes, my physical uh, afflictions, I choose to take things a little slower than I have in the past 20 years. And that's for my mental and physical health. So if you work with people on your job that are always pushing you to adapt their way of moving and maneuvering, you may want to have a conversation and say, what are my deadlines? Um, And let me make sure that they are feasible for me. Yes, you deserve a right to tell your boss in a professional way that a deadline doesn't seem feasible. How about that? Yes, you have the power to put some input. I'm not saying they're going to agree to change it, but I think it's worth putting it on the table that it feels like it's a stretch. But we have somehow normalized this whole mantra of, I can't ask my boss any questions. Like I can't ask God any questions. Whoever came up with that truly was misled. God is sovereign. He's in a whole different bracket. But even out of his love for us, he never said that we can't ask him a question. He's our father. Simone, I'm glad you said that. She says, I can't learn when everything is moving fast. And it took me a while to not be embarrassed of asking people to to hold on a moment. Let me catch up with you because especially if someone is teaching you as in a manager, supervisor, or trainer, they need to be intelligent enough to have check-ins with who they're teaching. When I was training and I'm, I'm getting back to that because that was my, that was my love and my joy. When you are training people in person, I know y'all, y'all online now, but in person, you can tell in their faces if something wasn't quite coming together the eyes and the facial expressions tell it all even when someone is too embarrassed to say teacher can you can you go back so i would just do a checkpoint is everybody good matter of fact this was a kind of a a heavy concept i'm gonna go back and say it again just so those of you who are embarrassed to ask me to go go over it again we can do that simone says i have to know what is happening step by step one at a time and you should in learning, especially if you want to retain what you're learning, Simone. If someone is teaching you something and they're moving so fast to where you've lost your place, I call it getting off the bus. If I'm doing a training class and I'm moving at a, at a, at a pace that I'm trying to see if that's comfortable, the faces would tell me if they got off the bus too soon. 
And what I would say is I'm going to back the bus up, pick you up where you got off, and we're going to all make this ride together. That is how I train. I didn't like asking for a repeat because no one wants to repeat it. Well, then that's not a good trainer. I'll tell you this. If you are in the business and the occupation of training, development, coaching, mentoring, you are going to have to repeat some things. And it's not that the person is not listening necessarily. They're trying to connect and everybody learns differently. Everyone's learning style, learning capacity is different. When we would have these heavy training days, I will always put the most difficult stuff in the morning, mid-morning, and end it with the easiest stuff after lunch because people get heavy after they've had a full meal. You have to be strategic in training and teaching, especially in school, Simone. And for me, I'm not a a teacher in terms of young people, in terms of children. I taught adults, but it's the same principle. Human beings have varying learning styles. I am a visual learner. Do not give me a book to read only, no pictures, no discussion, no nothing. I need to have some visual and some hands-on and some discussion and some try it out and come back. That's how I learn. Simone, we're, we're, we're still going to have our show with educators, but yes, I, we're going to have a show where we can talk about that because teachers, I don't care what age you're teaching, and I'm going to um, tag a couple of educators to talk about uh, how they teach because I think it's important to keep in mind that your students have varying learning learning curves learning processes you can't just assume that every child is going to get it like everybody else no a good teacher good trainer has to learn how to diversify his or her style so people can retain. The most important part is the retention of the concept. What good is it to sit you down and teach you something that you don't remember? And what I would try to do in training is find something relatable to associate that concept with. So whenever you think of this, you're going to think of that. That's how I, I learned. Make it relatable. Some stuff can be so technical and boring that it's hard to retain it. So as a trainer, teacher, you have to find fun ways. Have you ever seen on Facebook, y'all, some of the educators that make um, rap songs? They take math problems and create um, songs out of it. Hey, Nicori, it's to get children or people to have fun while they're learning. I am a big fan of making learning fun, even for adults. Ask any of my trainees that's on my Facebook page. Simone, it has to be relatable. It's got to be something that I can relate to my life or my experiences or something for me to be able to grab it and gravitate to that concept. And that's why, and we've talked about this on Dana's podcast Limits to eliminate when it comes to standardized testing, SATs, ACTs, and stuff like that. If you have a test 
that is set up and worded in ways that the average student wouldn't understand. You can't come to the hood with certain language that would work in West Bloomfield all the time. You need to find something that's going to help the kids that's in that school and that they can relate to. So standardized tests to me should be written and delivered in a way where any child from any background could understand it or diversify them based on the community. And that's the same thing for adult learners as well. I would do my classes and always try to find things that could be related to everyday life in our training classes, everyday adult living. I love acronyms. If it's something difficult to, to explain or to learn, I will always try to find an acronym. Songs are always great because music soothes you. But the key point is so people understand and retain. And my thing is, I didn't only want my students to retain it. I wanted them to master it. I want them to get so comfortable. Yes, Nicori, every student tests differently. Many people get very nervous because they know it's a test and they know it's timed. It's almost like interviewing. People could clam up during the interview. They have the best skills, the best everything, but their interviewing abilities and capabilities are different. They get scared. Interviewing and testing is nerve wracking sometimes because you know you got to say certain stuff, you got to do certain stuff, impress the person. So those kinds of environments, testing environments, well, you know this is going to count to for 90% of your grade. This is going to count for your whole grade. Pressure, pressure. So what I would think schools should start doing instead of having one 18-hour test, break it down into two hours per quarter or something because that can be a lot of stress and have preparation. When I was doing corporate training too, we would have review. And if I knew my class was struggling with the review, I may hold off on that test and re-review and break down the review and recreate these review scenarios so that my class would pass the test. The whole point was to pass the test and remain an employee. Okay? So attention employers, if you're going to say to your new hires that you have to keep a test average of blank in training to keep your job, then it will behoove you to set them up for success and give them reviews to pass said test. What's the point in making the test so hard that nobody even gets it and you still got to hire some more people because they flunked it? Where they do that at? I mean... I understand that employers want to weed out certain people and they want to hone in on those who are good for the job or know more about this and want more about that. That's fine. But still, isn't the objective to help them pass and become great employees and be experts in that subject matter? Nicori says some learn visually. And some learn through examples. Me, I need both. I can watch certain how-to videos and learn how to do it. There are different learning techniques, yes. And depending on what you are teaching, some stuff, whether it's school or corporate environment, is so technical 
and everybody isn't super techie, you know? So you have to be able to tailor your training approach to what your students need. You might need, yes, there is testing anxiety. As a trainer, I can only do so much during training class with a group of people. I can start and stop, start and stop. If I had that one student who I knew was really struggling, I will go to them and say, can you come in an hour early? Can you stay an hour late? I want to work with you one-on-one. I know you want this and you're getting it. Maybe you and I just need to have some one-on-one time to get you caught up because you never want to single out anybody in class. Rule number two, okay? Number one, they learn differently. Number two, you never, ever want to embarrass or single out anyone and don't compare one student to another. Don't do it. Too many leaders, grown folk, grown folk are out here comparing one person to another. And now you got them feeling like, that's why I don't ask no questions because you make me feel stupid. No, no question is dumb except the one that you refuse to ask. I don't care if you have the same question every day. I'm going to answer it every day and figure out what I'm doing or not doing to get it to sink in. That's key to be able to read the room. Always read the room and pay attention to your students. I love one-on-one too, Simone. Sometimes you need it and sometimes you may not. It may be a day where, Simone, you come in, and the lesson is, is pretty easy to you and you roll through, whereas tomorrow could be totally different. When you come into a new company and I came from the office supply industry, I'm talking pens, posted notes, you know, notebooks, whiteout. And I came from that to auto insurance. Talk about the opposite ends of the spectrum. So when I started at my job in 2001, I didn't know what to expect. Our training manuals were this thick and we had like 10 of them and it was a whole new world for me. And I considered myself a pretty intelligent person, but guess what? You knew, you knew the concepts are new. When you are going into a new job, remind yourself, grace, give yourself grace. This is new, not new, not new. It's new. So as a trainer, and we're going to get to the topic, y'all. Uh, as a trainer, as a leader, as a an educator, as a mentor, as a coach, you got to have some patience. You have to have some compassion and you have to know how to talk to people. Ooh-wee. If you call yourself training somebody, and you got a snotty, snippety, snooty, backsliding attitude, you're in the wrong profession. I entered the wonderful world of training because of my love for learning and my love for people and my love of watching people have their own, I got it moment. That's what drew me. I love it when I'm in class and my students will say, Miss Tanya, I got it. I got a 100% on my file review. I used my job materials. Now I know why you were on us so much because you wanted us to, to just stay the course. 
You have to give the grace that you want to some someone to give you. Yes. If you are in a capacity of training, Corey, I agree. If you would want someone to give you grace, you have to extend that. And you have to have a good relationship with the person that you're training. For me, every time I got a new class of 10, 15, there's 10 to 15 different personalities. Yeah, she preaching today, Simone. You better get the offering bucket because we're going to need it. Every time you have a new training class, every time you have someone different to impart into or to train, you need to get to know their personality because everybody is different. Ask God to show you what would best work for your student. Yes, I said involve the Lord. Why not? If your job is training, this is almost like having kids. Because every child is different. You should be asking God, how do I be a good mother to that child? That firstborn, that middleborn, that lastborn, and whoever else in between. Because every child has their own individual, come on, personality. And sure does every trainee has individual personalities. My job as a trainer and a leader is to give them what they need. Hey, Sinette. Hey, girl. I'm coming in here to give them what they need, help pull out what's already there. Know this, even when you're teaching someone, there's some skills that they already brought with them. There's some marketable and transferable skills that they've already come with. So I'm here to bring out what you have and to give you what you need. Simone says, I love to learn. But the way some people teach things, I can't do it. I agree. And you will have to have a conversation with them, Simone. If their learning or teaching style isn't, you know, you're not connecting to it where you can receive, you may need to discuss that with them or their superior. Because if you're sitting there trying to learn and they're not wanting to answer your questions, not wanting to repeat things, making you feel like you're stupid, mm -mm, you need to have a conversation. Corey says, trainers, teachers, instructors, please learn when to take a breath. There may be a student that just is a little bit more time than another. Be patient. Huge, Corey. Huge, huge. And know this, you're going to have those students that like, I'm done. I'm done. Let's, let's, let's go forward. Tell those students, okay, the Speedy Gonzalez's, the I got this, I don't need all this time, hurry up trainer. Tell them that we're on this journey together. I will have my group look around. This is your family for the next eight weeks. It's your family. So we are in this thing together. So a good family member uh-huh, would want their other cousins and, and friends to come along with them, not lead them in the dust. I don't, I don't play that. I don't play that. Don't baby me, but explain it. There it is. Answer questions no matter how silly. Yes, Nakori is preaching Simone. Sinead, that's a good point because what I don't do, each one, reach one. What I don't do, Sinead, is coddle. I will help you really good. 
I'm going to explain it. I'll re-explain it. I'll chop it up, dissect it for you. But after a while, when you come with your questions, number one, did you bring your resource with you? We have resources. We call them job materials. You can call them notes, whatever you want to call them. If you're not using those to, first of all, go to to help answer your question first, then I need to train you on how to utilize what you have. The hand-holding and the coddling would be me always answering the question, but never referring to the reference material. We have points of reference. We have points of reference. So I am here to teach you, but to also lean on the fact that you got to know where to go for the answer. I'm not going to always be your trainer. Once you have graduated out of my class onto the floor, as we call it, into the real world, you're going to have your own supervisor. Now, uh, they can come to me and for, with questions, but you've moved out of my training class. I'm on to the next class. The thing is, are you using what I gave you as a point of reference? We are writing reference materials and training manuals and job materials and checklists and whatever for you to have. Corey says, where are your notes? Should always be asked. Yes. Once we establish that, then let's go with the question. Because I'm going to ask you, where is your job material? Your notes, whether it's your own written notes, whether you're going to type them out when you get home, notes I gave you, where is that? It's very parallel to parenting. When your child comes to you and you know you had a discussion about that subject, I'm going to say, well, we did talk about that before. Remember what, what we talked about? Yes or no. Let's review. My job as a parent is to help my child be productive so much that if I am not here, she can still maneuver. Yes. Example, I learned algebra and geometry in a retail setup like coupons, et cetera. You have to use different relatable things to help people grab a hold to the concept. Absolutely, y'all. Absolutely. And the more creative you can be, the more they'll retain it, enjoy learning it, and that's thing you know, they will excel in it. One thing I really liked about our training process is we give you so much knowledge, let you go sit by somebody, shadow somebody, watch them, ask some questions, try back when I was trained 20 something years ago. They would have me try a little bit first and, you know, then we would talk about it and go back to the class and discuss our experiences, try it again with someone sitting next to me. You know, they're there for support, but I'm but I'm taking the lead. Thank you, Simone. I'm glad you love this topic. It just jumped in my spirit. We're going to get to the actual topic, but I guess it was it was necessary. McCory says in those discussions as parents, we must ask, did our children understand? Understanding. Come on, Corey. You need to be up here. Too, too often we walk, we talk at people and not to them. If you have not made checkpoints, whether it's in parenting or in training, yes, Annette, it can be fun and serious at the same time. Auto insurance, 
it's serious. But I had to find ways to make it fun, to make it fun. So here's the thing about understanding. When you have a conversation with someone, and this can be parenting, business, relationship, whatever, you have these checkpoints where you say a little bit and you lean back and you say, does that make sense? How you feel about that? What's your take on that? So that they can decide and determine, did they really understand you? Because I had somebody say to me the other day, I just explained to you. I took that as the most condescending statement. Please don't do I just explain. I hear you talking, but maybe I just didn't connect with what you said, or I just didn't hear you. I'm on a cell phone. You're on a cell phone. So who knows what could have been my, my barrier? In all things, come on, word. In all that getting, get you a good old understanding. So I told that person, I said, I don't like the statement I just explained to you. And I wish somebody would in business say that to me on the phone. I hang up. But what the person probably should have asked is, where did you disconnect? What was the last part that made sense to you? And then let me catch you up from there. I don't like condescending talk in conversation or in training. I hate it. Uh-uh. And that's a phrase to never use with a customer. Dear people out there that are customer service reps, do not say to a customer, as I stated, or I just explained to you, don't do that. Mm -mm. The last woman that came on the phone with me and began our discussion with, I've already told you, she got it. I said, Patrice, let me help you. You're talking to a whole grown woman. Don't you ever in your life come on this phone with I've already told you. I will get in my car, drive to your office, and we will have a face-to-face -face discussion professionally. But you are the boss. So if you are using those kind of phrases, what are you training your staff to do? Nakori, that is so freaking rude. Yes. Nakori says, simply ask, did you have any questions? Or is there a better way for me to explain things? Simone says, I don't like when people say that statement. I just explained. And the person who I said that to, they got real quiet as if what I was saying was boring. No, don't, don't. Mm -mm. Words have power and words evoke emotions, both on the positive side and the negative side. Snap says some studies have to be taught in order mainly in math and science for me. Absolutely. When you are dealing in the arena of training, mentoring, coaching, development, watch your words, watch your tone, watch your attitude. People can feel if you ain't in it today and you feeling, you know, how you feeling? My students fed off of my energy. Yes, Nicole, explain again. And there's nothing wrong with asking someone to re-explain. That was my job, y'all. And I had, I loved questions. When I was doing corporate training, I loved it because questions told me you put some thought into something. You are at least paying attention. I loved questions. I already told you I'll... <laughs> Which slap you is my response. 
I was close to that, Sinette. Trust me, I was, I, I was alone the whole <laughs> Yes, we have to watch our tone. It's not what we say. It's how we say it. Nakori, y'all on fire today. Y'all on fire. Y'all eating this topic up. But here's the thing. It made me think about how we talk to people in relationships. Marriage, dating. Why are we so comfortable using these flippant responses? But expect the person to respond nicely. How are you talking? Do you hear yourself? I would just, I would say, I'm going to start recording people because I want folks to hear themselves. Do you hear you? Do you hear how you are coming across? Simone says, I had to learn when I was in daycare that the children grasp the emotions I put out when I speak. Ooh, Simone, that's a whole show. That's a whole show. The Corey says, oh, I am good to ask. What do you think? Or who do you think? That's why I named that show that, the Corey. I don't know if you, you watched that podcast. Who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> That's what I called it. Because some people are out here renegade, just talking to folks any kind of way and expecting a good response. Have you lost your ever-loving mind? Just the whole discussion of communication period needs to be a whole series so when i would come in for training i was always there early y'all and i would get up in prayer get up early get to work get my room set up and having a new training class was a big thing for me because you don't know who's gonna be in that room their learning style their attitudes whatever my job was to introduce myself to them and this company to them i for those eight weeks were the, was the face of the entire corporation. For real. Sunette so says, I had to change my tone with my aides who helped. I did daycare change too. Mm-hmm. The Corey says, how you speak sets the tone for whatever response you may get. If you're coming at somebody sideways, I just explained, as I stated, didn't I say that? You, you, you better duck. For one, for two, it's it's disrespectful. It's cowardly to me. Nicole Joyce, listen to me, says I am always ready to say that, and I do say it, Simone. And when that lady took my call and began the call with Mrs. Gooden, I've already told you stop right there, Patrice. Stop. Mm 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 mm. I've already told you. You haven't even heard what my full request is. Are you going to come on the phone with me? What happened to you today, ma'am? Have you had a bad day? A bad phone call before me? You will not speak to me that way. I'm a whole grown, almost 50-year-old woman. Back that thing up. Drop it like it's hot. Drop that. And hold it like it's cold. Because... I'm calling a business, right? You coming on here so renegade like, I already told you, Miss Gooden. Patrice, y'all know me. But if you want to get to know me real quick, keep talking like that. Who do you think you're talking to? And even on your jobs, people, stop allowing these leaders, supervisors, managers, 
to just talk to you any kind. I've I've had to deal with that this year. Yeah, even through text messaging. Who do you think you're texting to? Okay, maybe it's getting lost in translation, but we need to talk. You will respect LHG, especially you're supposed to be some businesswoman, the manager of the department, and you come on the phone like that? Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Drop it like it's hot and hold it like it's cold. Listen, I'm telling you, Simone, we have to stop allowing people to talk to us in any kind of tone or fashion. NJ says, I teach my babies, don't let people talk to you any kind of way. Respect you or don't talk to you. Don't want me, then don't talk to me. Go ahead and free yourself. Listen, if you got a problem with me, LHG, you ain't even got to talk to me. I'm good. I'm good, son. I'm great. But the problem is this. We have not been holding each other accountable for how we talk. We get into this, but you know, that's just how they are. Nope. And we did a whole show about that. Mm -mm. So that says we got to remember that folk are doing their job. It's not their rules. I'd say, give me your boss because you don't get paid for mess. Well, let's talk about that. In this particular case, she was doing her job. There was no reason for her to speak to me like that. She hadn't even asked me to really feel her in on the nature of the call. She came in so rattled, Sinead, as if whatever call she had just got off of or had just dealt with, she brought that negative energy to me. Not even a good morning, how are you, Mrs. Gooden? So in some cases, yes, people are doing their job and there are rules. And if you don't like the rule, yes, you can say, you know what, Jonathan, thank you for telling me that. I don't agree with it. May I speak to your manager? Yes, you have every right to do that. Listen, if you don't want me, don't talk to me. <laughs> you don't have to. Yes, allow me to speak with the management and people will sometimes get a little attitude when you ask for management. I taught my, my students, don't get offended if a caller asks to speak with your manager. It could be a good thing. They want to give you kudos. Or it can be they don't agree with what you're doing. And you can be doing everything right. You can be doing everything by the book. The customer reserves and deserves the right to speak with the next level. Now, what people have been doing since COVID, I have seen people say this, there is no next level. I'm it. Are you serious? You refusing to give me a manager? Oh, that's a whole problem. That's how you know a department has gotten a lot of complaints when they decide, well, when they, when they get mad at this point, don't give them nobody else. You trying to get um a better business bureau call. Everybody has a boss. I don't care. Send me up to the CE and the O. Okay. Nicole says, people in customer service, please don't talk to people crazy. Ooh, you chose that job, not me. You're preaching today. Pick another career. And that goes to take a breath. That goes to whether you're doing fast food. Sina says she had that issue. Whether you're doing fast food. Customer service on the phone, 
or any of that. You chose that career or job. But what if that person is, well, to me, Simone, managers have managers. Unless I'm talking to the owner, what, what are we doing here? Everybody reports to somebody. And even the owner is, is accountable to some stakeholders or a board or something. So I have had situations like the one I was describing where it was the manager who came on talking crazy. And I said to her, Patrice, you are the leader. What example are you setting for your direct reports? Yes. Corporate manager, regional manager, district manager. Yes, Nicori. Management has a manager that they are reporting to that should be teaching and training them. Managers should be getting adequate training. Yes. People need adequate training at every level. I don't care if you're coming in here to wipe down the counters. Train me on what chemicals to use, not to use, which counters to wipe, how often to wipe them. Everybody requires a level of training coming into a job. I don't care. Entry level, regional manager, CEO, COO, UFO. Everyone should be getting adequate training. Absolutely. Nakori says, and sometimes things need to be, many times, Nakori, let's talk about that. A good company, a good company understands the fact that training should be, should be a cycle. Yes, you have new hire training. When something changes, you need a training on it. When something goes away, tell us about it. When, when things are shifting and I can no longer call this number, I got to call that number, train me. Refresher courses is what always keeps people abreast of changes and helps your customer remain abreast of changes. Because trust me, if you were a company for however many years and you're used to doing stuff a certain way, and now here you are, it's different. It's not easy for a customer to accept change. COVID made a lot of stuff online. Not everybody is good with filling out whole forms and applications online. They like coming to an office, sitting down with a pen and paper and filling it out. But when I go to the library, guess who's in there mostly? Seniors. They now have to do their disability, um, pensions and all that kind of stuff online. Nobody is sitting in these offices no more since COVID. So everything is automated. Everything is online. Most people may not even have a computer. You want a fixed budget. So they got to come to the library when it's open, get help because some of these applications are 18 pages long. And if you click one bad thing, it's going to go away. So that says all money ain't good if you always on meds or at a doctor's office. That is true. That is true, Sinette. Simone says, yes, Simone, CEOs and UFOs, all, all the OOs and the FOs. Everybody reports to somebody. And when you tell somebody that they've hit a ceiling where I'm not transferring you to nobody else, do you think you're going to get a good response? Everything is online. Simone, they even have kiosks now. When you go to McDonald's during COVID, because they couldn't have so much face-to-face -face interaction, they made these computers. You walk in and you put on here, Big Mac, three fries, you know, Coke with three ice cubes. Everything is automated. 
It's artificial intelligence everywhere. Ain't nothing new, but not everybody is accustomed to or comfortable with everything being online. You may think that it should come as second nature if you were born in the society where all you knew was tablets and computers and Facebook and YouTube. But what about those of us who are 40 and up, 50 and up, 65 and up? We're used to going into an office, sitting down with a person, talking about our cases. But now you got to file it and recertify and renew everything online by a certain date. Don't mess around and don't check your emails. That's a whole other subject too. We're gonna get to this to the, the productivity discussion. <laughs> I don't know how we got on training, but you telling me I gotta do it online, which means you gotta have an email address for me, which means you are sending me emails. I may not even check my emails. Online is good, still gotta clean the germs, <laughs> right? So that means a person has to get used to checking an email because everything now is coming through email. I have at least 30,000 emails on my Gmail from all the spam and junk that I get. A part of my productivity this week, put it on my, I got my get it done book. This week and the rest of this month, we're going to need to delete at least 5,000 emails a week. <laughs> and it can be more than that because you can kind of sort through them and just wipe them all out. But on my corporate job, we got so many emails. We had so many groups of teams that we got emails from across the company that it made me so anxious. Every other second, an email is popping through. And you got to check the, check the email. Got it. And check the spam folder. Okay, Simone, here's that part. So these companies that you are now communicating with through the email, when they respond to you, it may come into the spam. So while you're here getting mad, you ain't sent me nothing. Now I ain't got my check. I'm going to call the authorities. They may not know to go and check the spam folder. Simone says, I Feel like I need to make a whole new email. You know what? Hey, let's talk about that. If you feel it's overwhelming, only thing about that is, Simone, even if you create a new one, you still got to have a plan on checking it and keeping it clean. I would say, do like I'm going to do, and we can do it together. Let's pick a day or even this week, Simone, a two-hour block of time where you and I FaceTime or come on StreamYard or whatever, and let's call it email review hour or power power two hours. If you are out there and you got tons and tons of emails, thank you, Nicore. We're going to need your help. Nicore says itemize it. I have folders set up for certain stuff that comes through, through employers or projects, but it's a lot and it can be overwhelming, especially if you have you already have anxiety. That thing dinging and pinging all day long, and most of it is junk. Can I tell you, 75, 85% of what I get through the email is junk. I don't know who these jokers are. I don't know. But what we're gonna do, Simone and the Corey, if you don't mind hanging out with us and anybody else who needs to do this. We're going to take some time, a block, a two-hour block, an hour block, and that's going to be our weekly 
email review time. We're going to delete the spam and the junk first. Then we're going to go back and categorize what we do need. If you know you're going to get an email from certain company every week, every month, make your folder, then check it, read it, reply to it, move it into its proper folder. This season is going to require productivity versus busy work. That's the actual title of the show today. We just not get to that part at the hour, <laughs> the hour mark. But I have really enjoyed this. I needed this today. Take your time and see what you've subscribed to. And if you don't need it, hit unsubscribe. If you are an online kind of person and you always hitting the subscribe button, I'm guilty of that. I got every prayer, prayer newsletter, preacher's newsletter, you know, help me, help me out, YouTube. Masterclass. I'm a junkie when it comes to subscribing for free stuff. I love free stuff. However, what stuff do you just never even touch? That's just building up thousands and thousands of items in your email. This is the productivity talk we're going to get into. And we're going to do this every Monday. How about that? I'm going to set aside one hour every Monday. And we're going to talk about productivity. Simone says she's here for it. So anybody who is available every Monday around noonish, one o'clock ish, um, and we can alter the time. Let's um, set aside an hour or even two, if necessary, to go through our emails, set them up, delete stuff. Sunette says I got email for social media, one for personal business, and one for online business. We need you in that room, Sunette, so we can separate some stuff. Because if you're going to grow our businesses as well, um, Simone, if you're going to grow your Digging Deep and you got guests emailing you with topics or watchers emailing you with topics, we're gonna, we can't miss those emails. If you're not responding in a timely manner, that can be costly. So this is something that I know I need because the, the good emails are getting hidden by all the junk. So Sunette, Nicori, and anybody else who needs this time, we're going to come together via either I can we, we can come together um, on, on one of our pages, on a Zoom, on a Facebook chat or something. Nicori says, watch what you've connected to. Everything is for our good and Everything isn't for our good and it could be unnecessary. So, and you can think that it could be good for you, but in the long run, it may not be. We may have to, thank you, Nicole, for being available. We may have to, to slow down before you subscribe, slow down. Because you ain't got to unsubscribe to what you ain't subscribed to. If you go online looking for information, if you're on Facebook and it, and it offers you a free something, trust that one part going to be free, they're going to try to sell you a package. You may get some free info, but trust me, if it's asking you for an email address, they're going to want to pitch their business to you. These are salespeople out here in these streets. Sunette, yes, help us, Sunette. I need everybody in here. If you want to be in on this, um, we're going to create a, a Facebook message group so that we can set the dates and we're going to stick to it. If it's one hour on Monday, we got to stick to it because I know I need to unsubscribe to some stuff and some people. Okay. And this is a part of our productivity journey. I named the show, the power of one, one hour of discussion 
about busy versus productive. Don't be afraid to, to empty that email trash. Even when you put it in the trash, even empty out that trash because that can start to swell up too. If you have been dealing with anxiety, those emails are a trigger or better yet, a landslide when they keep coming. I have to cut off my phone, my sound sometimes. Oh, Simone, I am unsubscribing to stuff and to some people. It goes back to what Nicori said. Watch what and who, whom you are connected to. Even on Facebook, just because it says people who you may know, friend of a friend of a friend of a friend, that don't mean any of my friend. That don't, they can be Nicori's good friend. And that's good for Nicori and them and friends. It doesn't necessarily mean I need them as a friend. And I'm guilty of that. Oh, she looks like she's nice. They look cool. They may or may not be for me. And that's okay. But from today's show, our takeaway is we are going to hit these emails up. I'm putting it on my calendar for our next power hour would be October 23rd. Power of one. Power hour. And this week, this month, for the rest of this month, we are clearing out our emails. We are setting up folders and we're going to monitor and make sure we unsubscribe to stuff we don't need. Um, use the trash button. Take out the trash. I don't accept every single friend request either. Many of them, I think, are Facebook generated and or scam generated because if you accept a friend and within three milliseconds, they're in your inbox saying, hello. Chances are it's a computerized, you know, AI scam. There are some people who are out here who are really smart. They're using their intelligence for dumb reasons. So a lot of these requests are, are fake. If you see a friend request from somebody you know you buried last week, I'm just saying, you went to their funeral last month, but you got a friend request for them today. As some kind of scam and it's, it's the devil. Delete it. Delete it. We are now going to have to be very cautious of going back to what Nicole says. The friends we connect to, the projects we jump on. Don't, if you are doing this email stuff with me this month, don't take on another project. Can I challenge you for this? Don't take on nothing else, y'all, until our emails is, is fixed. I got a jury business, two podcasts, four or five Facebook groups until we get this email stuff under control, Simone. Let's not take on any new projects. We can keep doing our, our podcast, but when we do this one hour a week, this power hour, we're going to talk about maintaining the emails. We're going to have to carve out an hour or two in the day to check them daily. We cannot let our emails swell again. Okay. We're going to, we're going to help ourselves out and give ourselves some grace. October 23rd power hour, hour clearing out the junk and organizing what's there. It is the Corey. So I'm going to do a Facebook event for it. And we're going to make it an ongoing thing. Every month we'll have a different focus. We're in the last quarter of the year. 
we're going to have to make some changes. Many of us are doing business, ministry, mothering, whatever. We got we to gotta put some stuff in order. Simone says, sometimes I get confused when one person I know who keeps changing their profile picture. If you keep getting friend requests for someone who's already your friend, decline it. That's a scam. What if I if I change my page, I'm going to let y'all know through Messenger first. But if you're getting, you know this person is your Facebook friend already and they're giving more with no picture or they're requesting your friendship, delete it. Just don't even second guess it, Simone. If they know you and they actually changed their page, they probably would have put it out there. Hey, guys, this is so-and-so. I changed my page. So you're going to see a request from me. Please accept it. Otherwise, don't get confused. Just hit delete. Hit delete. Sinette says, like, I get that with calls too. Careful with the phones. These robo calls, these scammy calls, we're going to have to do a show about being careful all the way around. What does spam and hacker stuff look like? Phishing. P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G. Phishing. There are emails that you can get that are linked to viruses. They may look legit, but check the spelling of the words. Check the spelling of the email address it came from. So we're going to talk about what to look for when we are looking at emails and phone calls because we're getting swindled into some stuff and it can be someone trying to hack our phone, hack our laptop, and we're not going to be dealing with identity theft in the name of Jesus Christ. Nicole, that's good. Pray before accepting. Investigate the friend request. If it looks legit and you're not sure, I go to the person's page before accepting and see who our mutual connections are. And I may ask somebody, do you know so and so and so and so? Yeah, but they're crazy. Yeah, but don't do it. I do reference calls or reference texts. I do. Because I'm not big on just getting high numbers and having these strange people on my on my platform. This is why I keep my profile picked the same on all of my social media platforms. I understand that. I understand. Same on calls, never give info. Good, good, good points in it. With these companies calling you, if they're asking you for um, your personal info and you don't know who they are, please don't give it to them. I challenge these companies. Now, you won't tell me who you are, but you want me to verify my personal info. Who are you? And you're saying you're you're a, a debt collector from what company was the original company? Do not forfeit your personal information if you cannot easily identify and know who these people are on your phone. Do not give credit card numbers to people through emails or on the phone. Verify, verify, verify. Give me your number. I'll call you right back. It's a lot of scams going on. And speaking of that, and I'm going to get off here and do a, a jury live in a minute. Speaking of that, when at my job, since COVID, we learned how that customers no longer wanted to wait on hold too long. They wanted to be able to do like um, emails and texts. And that's not a bad thing to do. Yeah, the caller ID can be fake too, Sinead. Mm-hmm. Simone says she doesn't pick up um, for unknown numbers. I, I do sometimes depending on if I'm waiting on a call and they tell me it's going to come up unknown, but generally I don't either. 
But if you, um, hold on, what was my train of thought? Okay. As a company and you're re, you're in, you're setting up your customers for have for text messages or emails, you have to tell the customer what it's going to look like. Okay. Your setup for email is going to come from pound two, two, one, or it's going to be a call from an 833 area code. Companies should be giving their customer a heads up on what a phone number looks like, what the car ID would say, because as of right now, I know I get at least 10 of these weird space cadet light calls a day. And another way you can tell is some kind of fake thing. You get on there in the silence and you hear them pop on after three or four seconds. That's some kind of robo mess. Robo mess. I'm telling you. They are cloning. Wow, Sunet. Cloning names and numbers. Because it used to be where you can tell it was a scam if it was a number that you didn't recognize. But now they are cloning your local area codes. They're now using our local area codes to scam and get us to answer. And when you pick up, they're like, hello, Simone. Who's this? Who is calling me by my first name? Hello, Tanya. No, or just Tanya. Hey, Tanya. Hey, who are you? They are now calling you like they are your friends. They are scammers. And speaking of that, if you have received a call from a so-called creditor that says you have an account in the attorney general's office, you're going to be arrested. We're coming to your job. It's a scam. They're using scare tactics to make you give money to these people. Please, please, please do not be fooled by these people. Okay? They are acting as though if you don't drop this money, you're going to get arrested. You're going to be embarrassed. We're going to handcuff you. Most creditors are not going to pay the money to have some police department come to your job because you owe them $800 or $80 or $8. They're lying. That happened to a family member of mine. She got a call and thought it was real. And she come hooping and hollering, oh my God, what did you do? They called me for this money. Fool. Excuse me, I shouldn't say that. Crazy person. It's not real. It's not real. Now, you calling all around making anybody else upset because you're too silly to, to figure out it's a scam. It's scams out here. When they calling you, who been hollering about, I'm calling on behalf of your son, your daughter, your this, your that. Oh, and they calling you, your number. Can't tell you the creditor's name. Can't give you an amount, but they're claiming to go pick them up and put them in jail. You got to have some common sense. You got to have some common sense. Yes, they are doing some stuff on social media. Simone, yes, they are. Caller ID, it says hospital to talk about Medicare. Oh, I get a lot of those. A lot of those, Sunette. Nicori says, don't be afraid to record. Good point. Once you say, I am recording this call, I have done that. They hang up. Yes, this call is being recorded. They will hang up or I will say, give me a moment. I want to put my attorney on the line. Click. So there's some de de defense mechanisms that we can do to counteract. And then you can block that number too. Uh, so yes, 
Simone says, this is why you keep seeing those posts on Facebook where they say, if you get a friendship request from me, don't accept. Exactly. If you know someone is, is hacking you, you can tell sometimes um, by strange stuff coming in your inbox that someone is trying to access your page. Um, sometimes even some apps are so sophisticated, they'll even say, is this you? Someone tried to access your account on this day, this time. If it's not you, press this. Yes. Sense isn't common for everyone. You know what? I'm learning that. And I, I guess I have to have a little bit more grace because you're right. Sense is not common because they call you with all this language, this threatening language. But I've been at my job and got one of those calls. And I told them, since you know me, you should know where I work. I'm not giving you nothing. Since you call me threatening to come to my job, come on. I'm in the window right now. Pull on up because my, my job had plenty of security. I want you to roll up over here. I want you to roll up on this here property. Uh-huh. At this address. You'll roll in and you'll limp back. Come over here, here you won't. Come over here if you want to. But it's a tactic, y'all. It's scared. It's a scare tactic to get money. Now, Sunette, what you mean that they can use your voice? Tell me about that. Pull up. If you saying you're gonna come to somebody's job, that means you should know where I work without me telling you or verifying nothing. That's what it is. When you call me asking for information and you claim to know me, then you tell me what you got in your computer, and I can say yay or nay. That's a verification for me. Why is it verification? I'm giving you information. That's just information, not verification. Verification should be, do you still live at? How about that? Watch these people. They, they, they slick. They think they slick to get access to bank credit cards. We got to talk about that a little bit more, Sunette. I'm not sure what you mean about them using your voice. That is scary. That's very scary. But artificial intelligence, some of it's good. And some people use that to commit crime. I can't really put it in any other way. People are using computer systems. They're geeks and, and computer dorks. And they're so smart and clever. But they're using their, their cleverness and their skills in the wrong way. Simone says, no verification needed if you claim that you are. Listen, when they call me talking about Miss um, Harris Gordon, that's how you know them. Mrs. Harris Gordon. Uh, we want to verify. Um, so, and so, and so, and so. Okay, go ahead and verify. I'm, I'm here. I, I'm waiting. Well, we need you. No, 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 no. I don't know you from a can of paint. If you want to verify something, go and read, rattle off. Go and rattle off. What you got in your good computer, kind sir, ma'am. Well, we're not able to do, 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 do. Well, then I ain't got nothing for you. Nothing. Nothing. And that's how you get them. But if you are legit, like we got a call. I got a call from HAP. We just swapped our insurance. And these medical companies, HAP, Blue Cross, they're now giving you case managers to help find out if you need other programs. It's a part of their so-called wellness plan. The Corey says, using your voice saying yes, 
when they ask, am I speaking with, and you answer, can be used to sign up for numerous things. Wow. I'm glad y'all bringing this up. I am glad y'all bringing this up. Because as I'm talking to you now, these weird numbers are coming up on my phone. Yes, I'm old. You know I'm old. They gather our voice chatting and cut and paste. Wow. We gotta, we're gonna have to do this whole a whole deep investigation about some of this stuff. Because we have to be on the lookout and be educated enough to know what people are doing. Um, this stuff is real, y'all. This stuff is real. And I want us to be conscious consumers. Conscious consumers. We got to know how to protect ourselves. So I think we should probably do a whole series on scammers, social media scams, email scams, text messaging scams. Have you ever got a strange text in the night? And some of them be nasty. I mean, sexually perverted. Like, tap the link if you need this. Who are you if you don't got my phone? Nasty people. Nicori says, watch Catfish. I do watch that. You will learn so many ways people can use technology to scam people. They create whole fake profiles. So we're going to do a whole show about Catfish. Let's do that. So our takeaways from today's Power Hour, hour and 20 minutes. Next week around the same time, the Lord will and the creek don't rise. We're going to come back here and we're going to be talking about the power of one organization clearing out our emails. I will send you um, info on how we're going to come together. I may make it a link. I may do it through um, Messenger. We'll figure out. I don't have a Zoom account anymore, but we'll figure it out. I think this is going to be good for us to do. Or I may um, just come back here live and we do it and just do it together. Um, but we'll see. We'll figure it out as we go. But I know it's good to create a plan. And that was the point of me coming on as an impromptu pop-up show. Because I'm sitting down right now with my planner to write out what I have to do. Now, now that we've talked about organization somewhat, plan for self-care. Write the vision and make it plain. Simone says she loves catfish. As in the food or the TV show, Simone. I went and got some catfish at the market today. So we're going to have to schedule downtime if we need to. We cannot keep pushing ourselves to the breaking point where we are moving deeper into anxiety and depression and all that. So as you're doing your schedule too, have normal hours this week. Okay, gotcha. I wanted to make sure. Have normal hours this week, y'all. Try to normalize getting off work at a reasonable hour, not taking work home if you can help it. Um, <laughs> of course, it, not as in the food or the TV show. Come on in here. Look, fresh catfish. Not fried too hard, now, Nicole. I ain't got but one dangling tooth. These old ratchet heathenistic teeth of mine can't take it fried too hard. <laughs> Y'all so funny. 
you know what? There is a lot of different kinds of fish out here. For me, Simone, catfish, perch, whiting, um, those are my basic go-tos. Um, tilapia, even though people say it's called a bottom feeder, most of the stuff we eat is bottom of something. I just wash it and pray over it real good. But um, we're going to come together on next Monday. Be sure this week, y'all, if you got doctor's appointments, put them in your calendar. Put them in your phone so you can get those reminders and those notifications. We can't afford to miss our appointments. Um, if you're like me and you have them every few weeks, you know, you want to make sure you get them in because you want to make your day go smoothly and don't get thrown off. Um, I love fish, Nakori. I do. I love fish and turkey. We may have to start talking about coming up off this red meat and this pork since we are talking about healing our bodies and things. But organization, y'all, this week. So the, the task is let's get our to-do list together for this week. Don't overload it. Start with the absolute must do. Well, how you know what you must do? Deadline dates. If you got subscriptions and you got the free trial got to be canceled by the 21st, then that's a deadline. So we got to prioritize by deadlines and importance. If you know you got to go through your bills for the week for your budget, put it on the calendar. We have got to get a process of organization. Um, well, the doctors are booked. I know therapists are especially booked between the systems that we have. Everybody got the flu. Everybody has has these underlying conditions. Simone, it's, sometimes it's hard depending on who your doctor is. And if your doctor is booked, that may be a sign that he or she is a great doctor. If your doctor never got no patients, but you, I might be a little scared. <laughs> So Net says pork stays. She ain't giving up her pork and red meat. I just want to do things in moderation, Sinet, because I'm considering um, a lifestyle uh, change in my health that I talked to y'all offline about. Uh, but I need to make some changes fast. What we're eating, you got to get these fruit and vegetables. I got some vegetables today too from GFS. I love certain blends, the Caribbean blend. Oh, I love it. So I got to go. This is supposed to be one hour. And he y'all got me up here over an hour. Here are the announcements. Simone says she can't get an appointment nowhere. Well, Simone, it may also depend on what kind of insurance you have, too. I recently changed my coverage. So who I picked for doctors had limits to it. So you, you may, let's talk offline about that. Please discuss healthy living, eating, and learning natural ways to total healing. At the pop-up yesterday, Corby, I sat next to a lady that has, she makes um, smoothies. This one is strawberry, banana, and sea moss. And it actually tastes pretty good. So we need to find different stuff and research it and find people who do like herbal stuff. Uh, I'm going to call her because she does herbal stuff. I love herbal teas. Now, don't get scared when we say herbal. Everything herbal ain't the devil. Fanatics and Christians that want to be extra churchy today. But I hear sea moss is very beneficial. You can also put it in your tea. So she gave me some samples. God bless her. She's so sweet. I don't care for bananas either. We're going to find fruit that we like, Simone. 
in this particular season of living, we're going to slow down and pay attention to everything we consume, be it digestion, be it vision, be it audio. We're going to pay attention to everything that we take in in this season of life. First things first, next Monday around this time, we'll be back for the power hour and we are getting rid of access emails together. If you need a push and a, a space where we can get online and we ain't got to do a bunch of talking, but we are doing that to focus on getting rid of emails, creating folders, creating a, a, a process of organization for emails. Let's do that together. But herbs are, yeah, many herbs are good for us, but for Christians. And I put that post on my page purposefully. Many of y'all Christians have been eating the kernels, chicken herbs and spices for, for 100 years. But then we talk about sea moss or some or a herb, turmeric or something. And you want to call it witchcraft. Everything ain't witchcraft. Let me tell y'all, y'all spooky, spooky, spooky. It's because you don't understand something. You want to make it at the devil. Stop being like that. Nicori says potassium is necessary for our bodies as women from bananas, but can be found in other fruit and veggies. Yes. Healthy choice is her happy place. I love coming up with healthy options of our favorite. So, okay, Nicori, you didn't brought that up. So since you're mentioning certain things that are good for women, let's incorporate that into girl chat. What herbs? fruits, vitamins, uh, amounts of water or whatever is good for the woman. And let's make that a girl chat conversation because we can't be eating. Just the sugar and the grease is causing inflammation, is causing headaches. My blood pressure was high this, this, this morning. Um, but yes, some things come from the devil. But not everything is the devil. We use that as an excuse to not learn. We use that as an excuse when we are uncomfortable researching. I used to eat, not used to, I do, I love Chinese food. I can be honest. Chinese food has MSG. You can ask for it without MSG. It won't taste the same. Lord help me on today. But MSG goes directly to the head and causes migraines for me. Directly. Directly. So some stuff is going to have to be cut out for us to relinquish ourselves of these health issues. The Corey says meat is causing a lot of... We don't know what they're doing. These chicken wings and these different pieces of meat being shot up like pookie. On New Jack City, they shooting these these meat pieces of meat up with all kind of drugs to make it bigger. They're genetically creating stuff that ain't natural. Picky eaters like me struggle. Well, we're gonna find you something that you likes in it. We are. I love Chinese food. Fun fact about LHG: she loves Chinese food, honey. I could eat it every day. Only problem is you're gonna be hungry in the next fifteen minutes. Let's just talk about that, huh? My CEO is in the house. 
I got some comments coming. I make healthy alternatives, especially with stir fries. I love a good stir fry. I do. I know not everybody likes it, but I'm a stir fry girl. That makes sense, Nicori. If the animals are sick and have, you know, diseases, animals have diseases like people. So if the animal is sick and got, you know, all kind of problems inside and we eating a sick animal, yes, that is a whole problem. Yes. So I got to go, y'all. Have a good tomorrow night. Tomorrow night is Girl Chat Weekly, 8 p.m. Hold on, let me look at my phone, make sure I ain't got nothing else going on tomorrow at 8. I got to get better with looking at my calendar, but that's normally our time. Okay, so 8 o'clock tomorrow. Let's start this conversation about things that we should be taking and considering in our bodies. Let's even include some movement. Um, yes, I have to do a jury live today. Nicori Joyce, I've got to get at least three in a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, something. I got to get it in. We got some announcements from the CEO. Wednesday, he's doing a show with Shalanda Williams Leonard. Let's make sure we tune in for that. Uh, tonight should be My Life Has Destiny, uh, 8 o'clock-ish. Tomorrow, Girl Chat 8-ish. What time is your show Wednesday, CEO? Thursday, My Life Has Destiny again. And let me know if you've got a show Friday, CEO. Wednesday at 8. Saturday. What do I have going on Saturday? I push Saturday show down to 8.30 because my godfather's 60th um, birthday celebration is going on and I'm not going to be missing that. So I pushed critical conversations to 8.30 this Saturday. Stay tuned for the topic. So that's it. Oh, that's not it. We got, what, a week and a half? Critical conversations turns one, the power of one. So on the 28th, it's a Saturday at 5 p.m. That is the anniversary show. Thank you, Simone. That is the anniversary show. We're bringing on all our past guests and even those who may not have been a guest, but you just love the show. You love Trailblazers too. You want to come through and just kick it with us. I'm also going to be giving you 12 things. One thing for each month I've been doing this that I've learned and that I've um, grown from. Okay, we'll be doing that. And then the 29th, we're going on AMP at... They would say eight o'clock for that too, for an AMP radio party. CEO's show on Friday is at 8 p.m. And it is with, let me get my comment up here. Lord, these comments go so fast. Hold on. Friday is Authors Alley. Welcoming Jeffrey Lomel Trainer at 8 p.m. And follow us on AMP. My name is Virtuous with an E. Mr. Beatty, what is your amp name? I think it's Mr. Beatty. Coco is Holy Ghost Fire 19, I believe. And Quint is Quint Jones. And Simone is powerful. If you have not gone on amp, it is so much fun. So much fun. So stay tuned. Subscribe and 
follow our pages so you can get notifications of what we are doing here on Trailblazers Radio. All right. I got to get out of here. I love you all. Next Monday, Power Hour, organizing our emails. If you're interested, message me and I'll get some more info out. Okay. See y'all later. Love y'all.